Welcome to the next episode of Teaching Restored, where we help people like you, teachers of all kinds, learn about how to teach the restored gospel of Jesus Christ to bring everyone closer to Christ and become more like him. I'm Kevin Jones. I'm Julie Hilliard. Yes. And Julie, you are the master of today's episode. Sweet. I can't believe you used the word master. It makes me think I'm like an MC, master of ceremonies or something. Well, pretty much. You are. Well, I don't know if I'm going to be that entertaining, but hey. Okay. I want to start today by sharing an experience that I had this week that was kind of the prompt for what we're going to be talking about today. Okay. So I'm currently getting ready to speak to a, at a single, um, a single adult like regional event. I'm the keynote speaker. And they asked me, what's the title of your presentation? And I'm like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> and so I was like trying to prep this week and stuff. And I'm like, I still, I still don't know what the title should be. And so I'm like, I really need to come up with a good title. So I sat down and I was really kind of just prayerful about it. I'm like, I really want this to be something that, you know, people are excited to come to because it's first thing in the morning on a Saturday. And let's be honest, people are probably going to come later in the day for the good food and the dance and the party, but they're not going to be as motivated to come for the keynote. So I'm like, what do I want this to be? And I had this scripture pop into my mind and it was a scripture in first Corinthians. And it's the scripture that is very familiar to a lot of us. It's chapter 13, verse 12. And the only part that popped into my head was, you know, that we see through a glass darkly. Mm, yes. Okay. So familiar scripture, right? Yes. That's all that popped into my head. And so the topic, the, like the message that I want to get across has to do with how we view our worth. And one of the things that I'm talking about is the fact that we need to examine our stories, like the stories that we write about ourselves and how that causes us to perceive our worth and therefore how we feel about ourselves. And then that leads to how we behave. And so really kind of having an understanding of your worth can get a little muddy sometimes. And so the seeing through a glass darkly was in my mind. And it was so funny because I'm like, okay, why is this on my mind? And so I actually came up with the title before I really studied the verse. And the mm. title that I came up with, I had to write it down because I don't even think I remember it very well. This was my title. I said, seeing through a glass darkly, how to apply Windex on the window to your worth. Uh-huh. Okay. I like this. So, I, I think it describes what I'm talking about. Like I'm talking about the idea that we need to like scrub up the stories. Yes, it does a little bit so that we can see ourselves more clearly and really understand our worth. Right. So let's go to the scripture because as I read the scripture, I'm like, oh, there's more. Okay. So it's <laughs> chapter 13, verse 12. And I'm like, there's more that relates. Okay. Kevin, you want to read that scripture for us, please? Why, certainly I will. First Corinthians chapter 13, verse 12. For now we see through a glass, darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then shall I know even as also I am known. Okay. What? What is right? So let me tell you why we're talking about this verse right this second and okay. why I'm even telling you the story. 
So I decided to really study this verse. I was like, I really want to understand what this verse means so that I don't like give this title and have people go, that's not what it means. Why did you get that title? <laughs> they get like in their minds as I'm talking because they're trying to relate everything back to this verse, right? right. And they're like, oh, that, that's not what it was saying. So I'm like, I better make sure that's actually what it's saying. Because in my mind, I'm like, see through a glass darkly. Like it means that your vision's obscured. That like it's, I always think of like a glass that's like, you know, you've it's been up against the fire and it kind of gets like that hazy, smoky look yes, to it. Yes. And it kind of makes things a little distorted, but it also makes it hard to see. Right? Right. So in my brain, that's what it meant. So I'm like, well, yeah, that's the perfect verse. And then I was like, oh, there's so much to unpack. So what I want to talk about today is our preparation for teaching and some of the specific, like kind of concrete things that we can do as teachers to really prepare to teach an effective lesson. And like we talked about in previous episodes, our goal is not to just graze across the top of simplicity. Our goal is to kind of wade through complexity and then get so clear that we can arrive at a right. place of simplicity, right? Yes. You talked about that in our last episode. The other thing that we have to remember, and this is one that you did very recently. I don't know what sequence for sure these are going to go in. So it, we talked about, and I this is totally stuck with me. I've been thinking about it all week. Teaching and testifying with clarity and conviction, right? Yes, very so good started thinking about how, okay, in our preparation, we need to not only get so clear that we're able to arrive at that place of simplicity, but we also have to like make it a part of us so that we can testify with conviction about the principles that we're teaching. And so here are the steps that I went through. I'm just going to read them. And then Kevin, I want you and I to brainstorm. What are some of the other things that we might do, but then we're going to focus on the things that I did. Okay. Sounds good. All right. I'm leading. I, I'm the master of ceremonies. Of I course. I mean, yes, you are. So okay. you lead this. All right. Okay. So this is kind of what I, this is the list that I came up with. And then I want to go through each one after we brainstorm. So be thinking of what I'm missing. Okay. And I would encourage you as you're listening to think of some of the things that you do. And you're like, oh, do they fall into one of these categories? Oh, maybe not. This is what I would add to it. Oh, I never thought of that. And kind of make your own list because some of these will resonate with you and some of these might not. And that's totally cool too. Okay. So first thing I always do is try and really understand the context. So when I was in the MTC, they taught us about giving background to a verse instead of just reading a verse. Okay. Right. Mm -hmm. And I find that if I stand up in front of a group and I open my scriptures to a verse because I love the verse, I sometimes go like this. I'm supposed to give context right now and I have no idea what's going on. And <laughs> And I kind of freeze. And so in prep, one of the things that I try and do is really make sure that I understand the context for the scriptures that I'm going to be reading. Then the second, hold on, my scriptures are covering my notes because mm. they're blowing my fan wind. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so the second one is to ask questions. Okay. And we are going to, again, go through this in more detail in just a minute. But ask questions about the verse. Ask questions about the topic. And... We'll talk about that more. The third is to really discover the lessons that come from that verse, from that topic, from whatever. And I'm specifically thinking in my mind that we're studying the scriptures, teaching about the scriptures. And so that's kind of why I'm 
you know, saying about that verse or whatever about this chapter. Okay. But this really does apply when you're teaching on a specific subject as well. Um, the fourth is really figure out what the personal application is. And I'm not talking about the personal application for people in the room. I'm talking about the personal application for me. Mm. And that goes back to the idea of, you know, making sure that I have some conviction about this, making sure that I know what I would testify about. And then the fifth one is to connect it to the savior. I think that sometimes we forget to make the connection between what it is that we're teaching and Jesus Christ. Good. Okay. What would you add to that list, Kevin? What are some of the things that you, exercises you do, things that you try to consider as you are preparing to teach a lesson? So I actually I have a question for you, if I may. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you, do you purpose, is this, is this something you unconsciously do or do you have like a checklist? Okay, I'm going to do this, then this, and this, and this, and this, and maybe it's not all in that order, but is, is that something that you have like written down or is that more of an unconscious type of thing? So it was something that I kind of do unconsciously that I brought into my consciousness today okay. because I was thinking about why I had such a powerful experience with this verse that we're going to go into a little bit later and actually practice these five things. Yes. Um, I was trying to think about why that was so powerful. And I'm like, I think there are some specific things that I do that really help me in my preparation. And so I tried to kind of go, well, what, what is it that I do? And mm -hmm. I, I do a lot of this actually sequentially and okay. I do it somewhat unconsciously, but I definitely do it habitually. And sure. so I try to bring it out into a list today for this purpose, for the purpose that's great. of the podcast. Yeah, that's great. Good. Yeah. So the first thing that you said was context behind the scripture. Yeah. I thought you were going to say something different. What did you think? I thought you were going to say, what's the purpose of even reading the scripture? Oh, that might where, be a... Where, where are we going in the end? But no, no, no. But... <laughs> <laughs> comprehensive list <laughs> i know but no here, here's the thing yeah, tell me what you're thinking but no that's all <laughs> you're cracking me up no okay so at the end you said how do i connect this to the savior i thought oh yeah. there's a purpose i mean that yeah. because right and you have that in your head anyways right it's true that's kind of a paradigm right right like what's the purpose and then now i'm gonna prepare but you know what i'll be totally honest with you i actually sometimes don't find my purpose until I'm well into the preparation. Sure. Because sometimes, mm -hmm. um, like specifically with come follow me prep, what I have to get through all of the scriptures before I hone in on what it is that I want to study about. And then once I've honed in, I'm like, okay, now I really have to make sure I understand the historical context, for example, a little bit about the author of that book, et cetera. But I think like I kind of have to muddy through some of it before I can even ask myself that question or answer I, it effectively. I, yeah, that's a fabulous point. I love that because you're right. That doesn't always come. And so and that's part of reason the reason why I asked, do you do this sequentially? Yeah. Or is yeah, it I more see. fluid, right? Yeah. Uh, that's okay, good. So I guess my sequentially is maybe it's not. Maybe it actually is more fluid. I mean, this is really organic. This is us kind of figuring out how to do it. Mm -hmm. And I actually need to correct myself because I some of it is sequential, like there are a couple that I do in order, but really, truly, Kevin, I think you're right. I think it is much more fluid. I, and I could, I could see that, but at the same time, it's sequentially. <laughs> we have no answer to this question. Okay, right, right, right. Good job, MC. All right. So, 
Okay, so I wrote these down. Um, ask question, discover lessons. And okay. So you're talking, okay, go back kind of to the purpose. What's the purpose of even reading that, right? Yeah. Discover the lessons. Are there specific, when you read a verse like that and are trying to dive into it, are you, when you're discovering the lessons, are you discovering for you or for them? Because on the next one, you said, what's the personal application for me? And I thought that was really interesting because I was not expecting that. So let's go back to that discover lessons piece. Okay, that's so good because I actually had some specific thoughts around that. Okay. I actually feel like there's value in saying what are the possible lessons we could discuss from this verse from this topic. Like, for example, when we're in the New Testament, you know, which I'm actively studying right this minute. And so it's very easy for me to pull from that. When I'm studying in the New Testament, specifically like in the writings of Paul, you read it and you're like, okay, there were 87 topics that we could choose to cover. And <laughs> in that single verse, there were about 15. And I mean, it's really rich. And so part of it for me is going, we could talk about da, 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 da. And then that's where I really try to kind of be prayerful about, well, what is the lesson? Because you can't teach them all and you got to kind of weed out a little bit. So what is the lesson that Heavenly Father wants me to teach? But really exploring the kind of the breadth and depth of the possibilities is what I mean by that. That's good. I love that. Yes. Very, very good. Okay. Um, and you know what? I had another thing in there that I was, that you said, I was like, oh yeah. And then I totally forgot. Oh, maybe it'll come back to you. It, it's gone. Discover lessons. Oh, um, okay. Oh, then another thing that I think about when I, in prep is, okay, we're reading, let's say we're reading this verse just like this, okay. like 13, 12. Then I also, I'm also thinking about what other verses or what other uh, quotes from modern prophets can I bring in that expand that, that um, may give more meaning and understanding and bring the spirit in as well. Oh, so good. So good. I actually want to talk about that under lessons. Okay. Because that's okay. So that's such a good point. And remind me if I don't remember to even list some of the resources to help us do that. Good. Services. Okay. So I, off the top of my head, those are the only two things that I was thinking of cool. that, that I would add. Right. Cool. And I kind of think to be totally honest with you, you know, I, I didn't expect that this would be a comprehensive list. I don't feel sure. like it is by any stretch, but I feel like there are some principles contained under each of these categories that, um, that are worth exploring in a little bit more depth and maybe some of the things that you that you would do or specifically the things you were talking about right then will fall under these sure. categories in their own special way. Good. So let's kind of go through each one just a little bit. Okay. So we're talking about, I'm just gonna use this verse specifically because of the fact that it's easy, I think easier to really start to make the connection between what it is we're talking about and how to actually apply it if we do apply it right here, right now. And so talking about this verse again in 1 Corinthians, I'd encourage anybody who doesn't have their scriptures in front of them to get a copy of their scriptures in front of them and their phone, both. Okay. Okay. So, and the reason is that there are some things that are harder to find in the scriptures and some resources that aren't in your paper scriptures that I want to talk about. So when we're talking about context, um, 
right now we're talking about Paul. Paul, we know, is writing to the Corinthians just because it's the book of Corinthians, right? So it's the saints in Corinth. It's a good guess. Yeah, so yeah it's a good guess. Yeah. And so we also know that he's writing from Ephesus. So he's, if you look at the date, this is between the years of like 54 and 57 AD. And so if we put that in the context of Paul's mission, we can go, oh, he's actually... I think he's starting his third mission at this point. Mm. We know in his second mission, he visited the saints in Corinth. And so what we find out as we dig a little bit deeper is that these saints in Corinth, he'd received word about some of the struggles that they were having. And as he received word about some of these things, there are some lessons that need to be taught. So if you were to go to the Bible dictionary and look up the Pauline epistles, mm -hmm. You would learn, for example, that, you know, the Pauline epistles are intended to kind of be regulatory. So you're like, oh, the purpose is to regulate. What does it mean that they're regulatory? And you can kind of analyze that. So you know the purpose of these is to, you know, you think, I'm thinking, teach doctrine and blah, blah, blah. But they're supposed to be regulatory. What do you think that might mean? More about... I, I would assume more about the affairs of the church and how to conduct the affairs of the church on the, on an organizational level. Yeah. Is that what, right. that closer? I, I don't know. Well, so do you think that there's actually one right answer? Yeah, no. yeah right, right. One right answer, right? So fantastic. I actually hadn't thought of that, but I think okay. that makes perfect sense you, because my lens is different. I have a son with autism and a myriad of other developmental disabilities and struggles. And one of the words that we use on a regular basis with kids that are autistic is that he's dysregulated hmm. or, you know, we need to do something to help him regulate. And so that means kind of get back to what it's really about, like get back to the task. Gotcha. So that's another lens, okay. right? Gotcha. So it's intended to maybe help them figure out how to conduct the affairs of the church, but also to just kind of keep things on track. Mm -hmm. right? So great. And then, so I just mentioned one resource, which is the Bible dictionary for context. Another place that I learned a little bit more about Corinth was from Book of Mormon Central, now called Scripture Central. Mm -hmm. And there is a really great historian on there by the name of Lynn Hilton Wilson. And she has these YouTube videos that she does with a handout that are so good. And I was reading a little bit in her handout about Corinth. And I learned about, you know, I mean, I knew some of this from other resources, but Corinth is located on an isthmus. That's a you know, 10th grade geography term that I've mm -hmm. forgotten about, but I know what it means. Um, and so it became like kind of this port city. And so you have a lot of diversity. You have a, people of a lot of different backgrounds, but you also have a lot of sailors that are coming in and they're looking for the ladies and they're looking for a little bit of that. And so you've got lots of things that are happening in Corinth that we might title more worldly activities. Sure. Okay. And so with that lens, okay. understanding a little bit about Corinth, understanding a little bit about <clears throat> why Paul is writing, it can help us when we read this verse to read it from the paradigm of, oh, so this probably applies to you know, a society, a group of people that are struggling a little bit with, you know, lots of different sins, maybe some more worldly behaviors, maybe even some kind of natural man tendencies. And I'm like, oh, wow, that's really relatable. 
This is great. When we look at the historical context, it often helps us to feel like the scripture is more relatable because we sure. have similar problems. Yes. Right? Yes, we do. Okay. okay. So that is enough about that. Really quickly, if we were to dive in even deeper, we would learn that, you know, some more specifics about the book of Corinthians. And you can find some of those resources when you look in Guide to the Scriptures, when you look in the Bible Dictionary. So now I also think it's really helpful, and this is going to get us to um, point two really quickly, to look at different translations. Mm, and sometimes yes. we're looking at these different translations of then, you know, not just the King James version of the Bible, you can get different insights, both into the context and into the verse itself. So um, Bible Hub is a really great place yes, yes, to yes. look for context or for, um, excuse me, for different translations. I love yep. using that. I've got the okay, app. So love it. That leads me though to the second verse or second point, which is to ask questions. But I want to be really specific about this. And then I want to pop over to you for a second and ask you a question. Um, so the idea of asking questions, I have this image in my mind that I think I brought up in passing in an earlier episode about the idea that we all have a circle of knowledge and we can only ask a question that is on the outside edge of our circle of knowledge. So if this is our circle of knowledge, you can only ask a question that's like right there. You can't ask a question that's out here because you don't know enough to ask sure. that. Yes. But the way that you expand your circle of knowledge is by asking questions. And so a really great practice is to look at a verse and say, what are all the questions that I might ask about this verse? And some of them you'll ask and then immediately be able to answer yourself. But then if you keep pushing, you'll start to ask yourself questions that you don't necessarily know the answers to. Right? Yes. So I, I went like through it. this exercise with verse 12. But rather than tell you all the questions that I came up with, let's like put you on the spot because you didn't even know what verse we were going to be talking about. I'm going to put okay. you on the spot and just read through it again and give us your stream of consciousness as you read as to what some of the questions might be that you would ask yourself. Hmm. Can okay. you do that? I can't. Sorry to put you on the spot. No, that's no, good. I like being put on the spot every now and then. Okay. Makes my brain go. Okay. For now, we see through a glass darkly. So pause, right there. Pause. Hold on. Before you say something, mm -hmm. one of the things that you mentioned earlier that I want to, I bet your brain is going to do, but I don't want you to necessarily rely too heavily upon is the fact that you're going to go, oh, I want to go to this footnote A and I want to look up that verse okay. and I want to follow that. We'll get there. Focus okay. on the questions first, okay. please. Not okay. going to look at all, any of that. Okay. Thank you. So just from that piece, why are we looking in the first place? Okay. Love it. And why through a glass? Okay. What is it? Is that just a metaphor or is there something more there? Well, I mean, obviously it's a metaphor for something else but is there a little bit more there then darkly getting back to what you were saying why why is it dark okay okay right is yeah. it is it like you said the this you know the smoke from a fire and it's like that like the film on it that can be taken off or is it that there is no light in the room and we can't see on the other side anyways and so it's more of a, a uh, environmental thing or is okay. it 
because of this one piece that we're trying to look through? And do we need to improve the environment to see or this piece to see or something else? Why is it dark? Why is it dark though? Is the yeah. primary question. Okay. Yeah. Why is it dark? Um, but then face to face. What? Face to face. With whom? And what does that have to do with the glass? Is there a glass between me and someone else? Right. Right. Face right. To face. So face. good. So good. Or am I, or is this face to face to me? Because sometimes the glass was, uh, was used as a word for mirror also. So maybe I'm looking at my face. I'm looking at me, trying to understand me, but I can't because all that, and maybe maybe that represents sin or whatever it may be, or who knows, again, we're trying yeah. to discover that. Okay, so good, there's some more good. questions. Now I know in part, what do you know in part? What do you know, what, what do you know in part? Right. Is it because you see through a glass and you can only see part, partly through the glass? Or does it give some revelation that something starts to make sense, but only partly? I, I don't know. What is he trying to understand? Okay. Again, why is he looking through the glass? I think okay. if we understood that, then we'd know what in part meant there. Right. right. But then shall I know, even as also I am known. Okay, that makes me think of... Do... Do I see myself the same way other people might see me? As, as and where it says, also as I am known, and is known by whom? Is that by my fellow people? Is that by God? Is that? Um, and then if that is if that thought is true, okay. And if we took it to the to it being God, is it that do I see myself as the same that as God sees me? Okay. Okay, so there, there's my stream of consciousness for you. Amazing. Amazing. Well, and I you, don't know that I, I think I just more confused myself, I tell you. False. Because you know what you did, Kevin? <laughs> false. Wow. So many different ways. So now you're like, well, wait a minute. I've got some things I've got to figure out, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when I did it, think about my specific lens. My specific lens had to do with this talk on knowing your worth. Mm -hmm. Okay. So something stood out to me at the end and it's this idea, then shall I know, even as also I am known. And I'm like, known like your identity is what mm -hmm. I want. And so I'm like, but when is then? Mm. Right? Mm -hmm. Or for example, now I know sure. in part, does that mean like right now, are we talking about like some kind of a veil? Are we talking about the fact that our understanding is limited? Are we talking, why is it limited? Is it limited because we're not ready for it? Is it limited for another reason? Like why? So I'm kind of going backwards, right? But then <clears throat> face, face to face with whom? Like you said, I love that you brought that up. And I love that you brought up, is it face to face with myself? Because guess what? I did learn as I was digging into this, that it says a glass darkly, a dark glass was in fact a mirror. So I mm. love brought okay. up the idea that, wait a minute, this doesn't have to necessarily be a window. It could potentially be a mirror. But there are all of these different ways of looking at these questions even based on the lens that we're putting on, right? Based Very on the good, lens. Yes. Okay. So that exercise 
to me is really powerful. Mm -hmm. And Kevin and I were talking just a little bit before this, that there might be some value in doing a deeper dive into how to make those questions even better as you ask them and which ones do you we, want to we will certainly comments? have to do that. Yes. Yes. Okay. I like that. I love it. I love it. So now as you're looking through all of this, this, or as you're asking all of these questions, that might be a great time to go to Bible hub, right? Yeah. And so do you have Bible hub on your phone? I do. Okay. Go to Bible hub. Bible hub. It is Bible hub app. I Bible love it. Hub you know what, you know why I use this mostly? And I don't know if, I don't know if this is even, I don't think I've dove into this as much as I could, but okay. I go in to figure out what's the Greek word. Yes, totally. Okay. Yeah. Totally. Okay. That's, that's, that's mainly what I use it for. What's the Greek word? Where, where else was it used? How else was it translated, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Well, exactly. And I mean, that's a huge reason I think to go to it, but what helped me actually this last time. So when you go to Bible hub, you can type in a specific, I'm doing it right now. I'm going through it right this mm -hmm. second. So Corinthians, um, and then I'm putting it in as 13, 12. There we go. Pulling it up. Okay. And you can also so see now, different, different versions of the Bible in English, you got but it. how they're translated too. Yeah. Okay. So hold on. I gotta get to, I'm having a hard time making mine go there. It's driving me nuts. Uh, first Corinthians. There we go. Um, okay. So then when you get there and you start mm -hmm. to look at the specific or at the different, um, versions of this, I want, do you have it up in front of you right now for I that do. specific? Okay. So I want you, hold on. Mine's not pulling it up. So I want you to just look at some of those other translations and I want you to see if you can answer any of your own questions or any of mine. Here, I've got mine now up in front of me. Like, so for example, when I looked down and I saw in the new living translation, it says, now we see things imperfectly. So that could have to do with the darkly part, right? And it says like puzzling reflections in a mirror. Mm. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. There you now, go. if you look at the English version, ESV, right? English standard version. It says, okay. for now we see in a mirror dimly. So it starts really using this term of mirror. Okay. Gotcha. So that's actually used in almost every other translation. If you kind of scroll down, are you seeing that same thing? Mm -hmm. Okay. So are there any questions that you had that like get answered in some of these other translations that you can see. Well, I'm going to click on this one word that okay. means I have been fully known, which is the very end of the verse as yes. also I am known. Yes. Um, looking at that and uh, I will know fully just even as also, as I am known, as also I have been fully known. So it adds in there the fully. Okay. So that, it, that tells me that it's, it's more than what I see myself. Okay. It's not just different. So if you look at that verse and you think about this idea of being known, I'm going to extrapolate a little bit based on, because I've kind of gone through a lot of these, okay. that it really has to do with our identity and what we actually are who we actually are our divine identity and that idea of being fully known has to do with knowing ourselves as god knows us right right so there you go you nailed it yes. like this 
fully known concept. It's not just known, it's fully known. Fully known, yeah. So here's another one that I found an answer to. You were talking about like, who are we looking at? Right, yes. And some of these versions, and I don't know if this is totally true or not, because I do, one of the concerns that I have about other versions of the Bible is from Article of Faith, we believe the Bible is two, three, whatever, anyway, to be the word of God as far as it is translated correctly. And so I have this thing where I'm like constantly going, okay, did somebody have a bad day or a good day and use their <laughs> paradigm to then frame what they think this verse out of me? I don't know. And so I do worry about that. Mm-hmm. However, this idea that I'm not so far off base is sometimes validated with some of these translations. And here's one of them. Yeah. In the contemporary English version, it says, now all we can see of God is like a cloudy picture in a mirror. And so I was like, oh, so who are we looking at? Maybe we are looking at God. Hmm. Okay, so I don't, I'm going to take it in, in number, when we talk about the lessons, I'll go back to that point. Okay. okay? So asking questions and then going through these other translations and seeing if you get some of them kind of answered and see if some of them are worth exploring a little bit further. Um, The next part of that then is to go and talk about in your mind, well, what are some of the lessons that we might be able to find in the questions that we've asked in, in this verse? And so can you think of a couple, like what are some of the, the topics you might take as you look at this verse that you might dive into deeper? Yeah, so if we go into the assumption that we are not seeing ourselves as God sees us, few questions, Okay. how does he see us? Why don't we? Why pause, don't pause, we pause. How does how does he see us? Mm-hmm. Tell me the lesson. Like, what would your lesson look like for that? Like, what's the lesson in there? It has to do with what? Has to do with well, like you're saying. Our, uh, I don't know if I'm going to the same place you are, but has to do with our self worth. Should we should we be seeing what God sees of us in us ourselves? Okay. Okay. Then Perfect. one topic, one lesson has to do with our self worth our yes. identity, right? our divine nature, our yep. whatever, like you could think of a dozen ways to phrase that. Keep going. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. That's okay. No, no, that's okay. Then the darkly piece, one of the thoughts is what has created the darkly piece and the lesson could be around what do I need to do to see more clearly? Windex. Mm, there you go. Right. Like you were saying. Yes. Well coded, well coded. Okay, so what do I need to do to see, and what are we trying to see specifically more clearly? Yeah, yeah, yep. And to see God more clearly, or could it be to see my divine identity more clearly? Right, right. Yes. Right. Maybe it's the same thing. Okay. Okay, yeah. And then should I use Windex or should I use what other kind of cleaners are there? Okay. I mean, how either abrasive, more abrasive something or, yeah. Yeah. How, but how do I clean it? Right. Like, how do I, how do I see more clearly? What do I need to do to see more clearly? What is, is what would be, yeah, what, it would, what would be more effective in helping me see clearly than something else? Because we could try something and, you know, we could just try soap and water and that's not going to work. But then we get Windex. Right. Oh, and then we get something that really abrasive. Well, that will, anyways. 
Right. right. So what, and metaphorically speaking, you know, are we talking about a lesson on repentance because we've been clouded by sin? Are we talking about a lesson on rewriting our stories because we're messed in the head and we're like saying mean stuff to ourselves, which isn't very nice? Or are we talking about not having pride because, you know, we're, we can't see because we're, you know, right. thinking too much of ourselves or whatever? <clears throat> I'll tell you the lesson that stuck out to me. Yes. As I was thinking about this, I thought, what do you see when you hold up a mirror? You see a reflection of your face, right? Correct. And sometimes you see your flaws. Sometimes you see how good looking you are. Like, I mean, literally it has to do with what's in your brain. Like if you're a teenager, you might be like, all I can see is this zit on my face. It's horrible. But if you're an adult, you know, you're kind of like sometimes going, oh, or you might be like, I'm having a good hair day. Wait, didn't and you so, just do that as as we turned turn the camera on? Didn't you just do that? Shh, don't talk about it, Kevin. I was okay. pointing out my grays. And then I remembered that <laughs> Kevin is colorblind. And so I thought he was lying to me when he's saying, you can't really see it. And then I'm like, oh, just you can't really see it. <laughs> you, so well, that yes, maybe. I have done a little bit of that. Maybe that's when another that darkly. Yeah, that's it. Um, but the point that I'm trying to make is that the lessons, like you can really pull a whole bunch of different lessons from doing that. And to me, going through the exercise of trying to ask those questions is what brought out the lesson that was most meaningful to me. So I got a little sidetracked. Sorry, let me go back to what I was saying, which was the, the lesson part. Lessons. So I think about what you see when you look in the mirror. And I thought, what if you are trying to look at God through a mirror? What mm. happened? So here you are trying to look at God and you see yourself reflected back. And then I thought, wait a minute, whose image and countenance are we supposed to carry? Mm -hmm. We see godly attributes being reflected back. Or are we getting in the way of our own ability to see God? Are we sure. literally in the way? And the better we can see him, the more clearly we can see ourselves. Yes. And so that whole lesson really just started to be like, oh, that is a good scripture. And then when you look at it again and you look at the punctuation, which by the way, you did a beautiful job of the punctuation when you read it initially. I was well, thank you. Okay. okay. So you're saying, now we see through a glass darkly. So we're looking at a mirror and we know the image is distorted. We know it's got, mm -hmm. you know, some trouble. And we know that we might be trying to see God or we might be trying to see ourselves more clearly through him and it says, but then face to face. So it's talking about a future point mm -hmm. at a future point. We will be face to face with him, which is also in a way coming as though we're coming face to face with ourselves as well. Like we're going to see ourselves more clearly at sure. that point. Right. And then now I know in part, well, right now we can all relate to that. And then, but then shall I know, even as also I am fully known, that speaks to me like that someday I will see myself mm. as he sees me. And I no longer will be looking through a mirror and getting in my own way. Do you see what I'm saying? So yes. this verse took on like so much more meaning to me. And I thought of so many of those lessons that go along with that verse. So now Let's go just one step to the next one, which has to do with personal application. 
So I okay. started thinking specifically, and I'm going to ask you in just a minute, what are some of the things that you started to think about that relate to you, right? I started <clears throat> thinking specifically about the times that I get in my own way, because that was the main message that kind of was singing to me. Like, okay. and mostly it's stuff that has to do with the stories that I write. It has to do with things in my mind that are blocking me from really seeing clearly. And I started to think about the, the way that I'm, I don't want to say self-deprecating because I'm not really a self-deprecating person, but when it comes to parenting my son specifically, the son that has special needs, there are a lot of things that I struggle with. And I often hyper-focus on those struggles. And I thought, you know, maybe those struggles are blocking me, not only from seeing him through the lens of his potential, which is something I make a really conscious effort to do, but actually from seeing the solutions to some of the challenges that we have with him. Interesting. Sure. And so that kind of was one application for me because I'm constantly praying, you know, how do I help Matt? And the same thing. How do I help my son, Liam? How do I help my daughter, Addie? What help me to see, I say this all the time, help me to see what I'm not seeing. Help me to figure out how to best connect with them. And those things, those very things are things that I can plot myself right in the middle of and get in the way of and sabotage my ability to see clearly. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely it does personal application for me. Did you have any thoughts about personal application for you? So I immediately went to repentance. You mentioned that in there as, is that, is that what is clouding my mirror? Yeah. And what, yeah, I think the answer just period is yes. I mean, absolutely. We can always repent more and more. Um, but then I started as we, as we're talking about, okay, is it Windex? Is it something else? Is it a different cleaner? Yeah. What do I kind of need to remove on my life so that I can repent so they can see it more clearly? What are the, what do I need to do? Everyone repents just a little bit differently, right? Um, and, and in, and using different tools to repent. What is mine? What is what? And, and, and again, I want to be able to use the, most effective one because I like to go and get things done. Right. I don't want to be scrubbing forever no. <laughs> and eventually get to it. No, I, I want to do it and move on. Let's go to the next thing, right? Yes, that's exactly yeah. it. So what is that cleaner that I need to be using? Oh, I love it. I love it. That's where I went. I love it. So here's something else with this. So just to kind of take you the full journey really quickly. Um, when you think about how it connects to Christ, what a perfect connection to the atonement right there. Yeah. You know, what a perfect connection to looking to the Savior's example. What types of cleaners did he use? Did he teach us to use? What types of, do you see what I'm saying? Yes. And, and so remembering to always take it back to Jesus is, I mean, you just did that so beautifully by applying it to yourself and thinking specifically about repentance, because in every sense of the word and the term and the meaning and all of that, it is turning to Christ. And right. I love, I love that you brought that up. So when I was wrapping up this lesson and kind of thinking through the cleaners, like the Windex part, so to yes. speak, I started looking um, 
this is the another resource thing. I started looking for other resources that I might pull in to actually teach the lesson that I decided to teach. And gotcha. I mentioned this at the beginning, and then I remembered. I remembered that I was going to do this. Very good. So I sometimes look. I have favorites. I know everybody has favorites in terms of authors that aren't necessarily prophets and apostles. Mm -hmm. And so I sometimes, when I'm teaching, look for a C.S. Lewis or a Viktor Frankl or a, you know even a Nelson Mandela quote because he's yeah. one of my favorites. I've got some of those that I kind of will pull from because they're authors that speak to me and leaders that speak to me. But specifically, doing searches um, in, you know, it's so easy in the app and it's so easy online to research. And I actually don't even go straight to the church of Jesus Christ.org. I will actually do a Google search. Yes. And type LDS at the end of it. Mm -hmm. And that will give me um, sometimes other people have, you know, assimilated something and maybe compiled even a bunch of different talks on the topic or whatever. And that can be really, really helpful um, in terms of resources. And one of the things that I really love to do is then go across all of the standard works and see what I can find. And so that's when I'm looking at these different, you know, cross references and taking those scriptures and trying to kind of actually I chased the whole rabbit hole. So I will go to the cross reference for that one. Then I'll go to the verse and I'll say what cross references are in this verse. I'm sure you've done it. And then all of a sudden my children need to be fed and everybody's starving and crying on the what? floor because I'm neglecting them while I've right. been going down the rabbit hole. Yeah. Yep. Um, but when I did that for this, one of the things that I discovered is that there were types of Windex, for example, that I hadn't really thought of. And as I came up with my more comprehensive list, I was then able to say, oh, wait a minute, they actually do have kind of a sequence and oh, wait, they're all kind of connected to each other. And so as we're building our lessons, I just want like the going through these and like I said, they're fluid, right? But there is a little bit of a sequence to them when you get down to some of the nitty gritty. I feel like what ends up happening is that it blesses you more than it will ever bless them. Right. And I mean, I don't mean to be selfish, but like right. what a blessing it is to be a teacher because there's this pressure that like motivates you to do something really great for yourself. And there's this desire to do it right. And so you're constantly seeking the spirit through the whole process. And so I just think that taking the time and putting the effort in to really trying to understand some of these specific scriptures is so worth it. It's so I'm opening mind opening heart opening, and I'm just really grateful for the process. So any thoughts I, to add, Kevin, that was kind of what I had today. No, that's, that's, that's absolutely beautiful. And here's this. So I've got so many thoughts around this. Okay. Number one, <laughs> yeah, you just created a whole lesson, if you want to call it that or whatever, around one verse. <laughs> That's Dangerous. it. Just one verse. And and it is it, it it's not it didn't take a whole huge stretch of imagination to do that. But honestly, you could go into a class, talk about one verse. The entire, I've seen it done. I've done it myself. One verse the entire time and walk out with probably more questions than what you would have walked in with, right? Which means your circle of knowledge yes. is 
Exactly. You got it. Yes, yes, yes. So that's good. Number two, this is exactly why, or this is this is how I re how I study the gospel myself. This I'll take a verse and I, and I feel almost guilty about it because sometimes I will stay on that verse for days. Oh, shame <laughs> on you! You should feel terrible well, about. I, well, no, I do sometimes. I'm like, well, well, okay, there goes come follow me this week. <laughs> oh gosh. Right. Well, totally forget. And then my my oh. wife, we get the family together. Okay, has anyone read Come Follow Me? And I'm like, no, I'm still stuck on that verse, that one verse. Are you kidding? How great is that? So you know what I started doing when I was teaching the seniors? Those are the best lessons. Like yes, I would say, I, I agree. Like my son, he's 16, right? And one day I was like, Liam, I just we're just going to study one verse. I think the whole family was there, but he was the one that was most interested at the moment. So I was talking to him. Anyway, he got, when we got done, he's like, Mom, that is what I want to do more of. Yes. Like, I want to just yes. understand. Because I think that you learn how to study. So a great way to teach our kids to study is to go through this process. That's part of why I think yes. I feel so strongly about it is because I'm trying to figure out how to teach my kids. Like, you know, mission prep, man, right? Yes. Exactly. Like, we teach them how to study the scriptures. This is a great kind of maybe just process to start with. Mm -hmm. and, and in fact, perfect example of that, we had a mission prep type group study together at our house a few months back with those who are seniors, uh, yeah. with young men and young women who are seniors. And we started talking and I got into, it was just a few verses and we started diving into it like that. They said, wow, that just took, you know, however, however long it was. And we right. just got through a couple of verses yeah. that, and that's all. I said, yeah, now think about the, all the scriptures and right. what you, what else is in there? Right. Oh my goodness. This yes. is, this is what the Lord wants you to understand. There's so Were much they so there. excited? Like, did they catch the vision of that? I, I think they did. I hope they did because I felt it. Did they yeah. feel it? I, I, I think that they did. I mean, they're the ones who brought it up. Wow. Oh my goodness. And, and it wasn't a laborious, oh my goodness. It was a, like, I didn't know you could, work. yeah, I didn't know you could do that with yeah. a verse, oh, right? And, and I would, I would tend to agree. I, what sticks out in my mind, um, I would say more than anything, than any other lessons is when a mission president or a stake president or someone speaking dives into one verse and starts discussing it and explaining it and and we have a maybe a group discussion around it those are the ones when we dive in that i just go oh my heart i love this i love yeah. the restored gospel this is incredible that is what it's all about yes yeah yes i'm totally with you on that yeah and then the, again i have one more point but i forgot but oh. yes i i'm i'm with you if we can if we can okay here's the other one you said that sometimes you learn more being the teacher you're blessed even more than what you're going to bless others right totally. and i thought and i hadn't thought about this before but maybe that's a good indication or a, a signpost for me to say if i get to that level then then i'm prepared oh yeah that's a great point right if, if I can get to, if I'm just pulling stuff in to quickly do a lesson and I'm not changed by it, 
and then I give the lesson, maybe I wasn't prepared enough. And that's, that's for me. I'm not going to say that that is for everyone else, but maybe, maybe I need to get to that level. And that's, that's my signpost. I think that's a great point because sometimes I think that we prep to check the boxes. Right. And think, okay, what are they going to maybe ask me? I got to be ready with the answers they might ask me versus you trying to ask your own questions and really seek. That's mm -hmm. a, I think that's a really great point because we've, we've all had lessons where we've checked the boxes. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. like when we call up someone on Thursday and say, Hey, can you give a talk on Sunday? Yeah. That kind of thing. Because that's someone got COVID, which just happened last week, by the way. <laughs> oh, oh, shoot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. I'll do that right now. And then you got You got to pull something together for a lesson or for a talk or whatever it is. Right. Yeah. It happens. But if we can, if we can get to the point and go through these, go through these, uh, the list that you unconsciously, but now more consciously do. I think that's that's fabulous. That that can help us dive into those and be changed ourselves so that we can go help change others. And I think that's uh, I don't I if I knew my doctrine and covenants better, where and I'm gonna butcher this, oh my goodness. Where it says Take ye not oh oh treasure up, treasure up in your mind the words of God. Something right, right? Boy, why am I missing out on that? And then you will be, then you will know what to say. Yeah. So this is, this is the treasuring. If we can treasure to that level and then we go teach, we will know what to say. But if we are just, like I said, checking off the box every time, maybe we're not. That, but that, that's something that I need to think about a bit more and probably will be my signpost for if I'm ready. I love it. I think that's okay. great. I learned a ton, Julie. I love this. Thank you. What? So did I. It's, it's so fun. <laughs> this, this is fabulous. Oh my goodness. And, and one of the things that I love about this is it's it's more of a discussion. We have some things prepared that we want to talk about, but it's more of a discussion. And I think a lot that within teaching, a lot of it's discussion, if you can't. Obviously, you know, if you're at the pulpit and you're giving a talk, right. there isn't that discussion. But if you can have that discussion, that's where the ideas start flowing just like this. Agreed. Agreed. Thank you, Julie. Wonderful. So everyone, if you would, please share this with another teacher. Subscribe. Leave a comment. Oh, is there anything that you would like them to comment on on the on the video? I, I would love to know after you've tried it. I'd love to hear what you learned. That's great. What are the takeaways from that? Good. Yeah, really. All right. Well, thank you so much, everyone. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Uh, but pass it on. Pay it forward if you would and help another teacher. Thank you, Julie. It was thank fun you. again. Thanks. Bye, everyone. Bye.